Amen. We're going to continue now in our time of worship by opening up the Word of God. And today's scripture reading will be from the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 12, verses 6 to 11. La escritura de hoy es del libro de Primera de Corintios, capítulo 6, versículo, capítulo 12, versículo 6 al 11. So you can go ahead and open up your Bibles, or you can hear God's Word read aloud, or you can follow along in your apps or devices or whatever it is you have, whether you're at home or here in person or worshiping online or, or here, the verses will also be up on the slides as well. And once again, the scripture reading for us is from 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 to 11. Let's hear now with open ears and open hearts from the Word of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 6 to 11. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them and in everyone, it is the same God at work. Now to each one, uh, now to each one of the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that, same, by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. And to still another, the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and He distributes them to each one just as He determines. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. God, we thank you because you are the gift giver, and that spiritual gifts, Lord, um, are really nothing if we do not know the Holy Spirit, Lord, the, the one who is, is the, the source and the giver of all good things and of all gifts and who brings all things together, Lord. And uh, God, I just want to pray, Lord, today um, specifically for each one of us. Each one of us has perhaps asked ourselves that question before. What is my gifting? What is my calling? And how can I use that for God's purposes and for the kingdom purposes? And Lord, I just pray that today you would give us some clarity on that, Lord. Help us to take a step toward that today, Lord. We love you, Lord. And I just pray that you'd remind everyone here, whether here in person or online, that they matter, their giftings matter, their calling matters, Lord. And so, Lord, I just pray that today you would shine some light in the areas where we need you to be able to um, bring clarity, bring peace of mind, bring direction, Lord God. And Lord, um, help us to remember, Lord, that each one of us is called and gifted, and we can use both our calling and our special gifting for your purposes. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So today we're going to take some time to really just conclude um, some of this conversation and teaching we've been doing um, in and out over the last uh, month or so on spiritual gifts, on understanding the role of the Holy Spirit, 
a couple of weeks ago, we talked about the Holy Spirit as the giver of all spiritual gifts. And today we're actually going to just understand what spiritual gifts are and what they're not as well. And really what their purpose is and how we can use them for God's greater purposes as well. And so today we're going to be looking at that question, what spiritual gifts are and why we even have them. So the topic of spiritual gifts is actually a very wide and broad topic. We could actually spend a whole year or an entire sermon series just focusing on spiritual gifts. And because of that, today we're not going to address every single detail or every aspect of spiritual gifts in this sermon. Instead, what we're going to do is answer the basic question, the basic questions that are often asked um, when it comes to spiritual gifts, so that you can then go to God and in your time of prayer, in your time of discernment, in your time of really just uh, seeking the Lord, you can discover what your spiritual gifts are and how God wants you to use them. So starting with this very basic question, right? What are spiritual gifts? Now, to be completely upfront with you, the Bible itself doesn't give us just one clear definition of spiritual gifts. It doesn't give an exact um, word or definition of what a spiritual gift is. But one definition that we can work with here is one that I've found helpful, and it's a simple definition that we will use together based on some of the learning that I've done on spiritual gifts over the years. So really, the, and if you have your notes, you can write this down either in your tablet or in your, uh, your notebook or whatever it may, or, or your phone or whatever it is. But this is what I've found to be a simple definition of a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift is a special fruit-bearing ability that God gives, gives each of his children. So a spiritual gift is a special fruit-bearing ability that God gives each of his children so that together we can advance God's kingdom and God's purposes in this world. So again, to put that very simply, a spiritual gift is a special fruit-bearing ability that God gives to each of his children so that together we can advance God's kingdom and purposes in this world. So that's a brief definition of what spiritual gifts are. Now, how do we get them? Spiritual gifts are actually distributed by the Holy Spirit. They're distributed by the gift giver. So we can't just take spiritual gifts. We can't just really try to impose certain spiritual gifts on ourselves or on others. But you know, the spiritual gifts are a gift from the Holy Spirit and they're distributed by the Holy Spirit because he's the gift giver. And um, it is the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, who determines which gifts we have. And here's the good news. Every single follower of Christ, each one of us here in this room, those of us watching online, each one of us has been given at least one spiritual gift. It's a, it's a gift from God. He's given each and every one of us at least one of those gifts. But the truth is that we are not in control of spiritual gifts. We shouldn't put God in a box. God can distribute the gifts as he chooses. These gifts are from God to us as God determines. Now the nature and the purpose of a gift is to actually give it away. 
So in the same way, when it comes to spiritual gifts, we are blessed with them in order to bless those around us. Spiritual gifts are meant to serve that purpose. So when we have a spiritual gift, it's not just meant to really hold on to as, oh, you know what, I'm just blessed, period, or I'm hashtag blessed with my spiritual gift. No, it doesn't work that way. Um, or, or, you know, you can't use a spiritual gift to just pretend you are more than someone else or you are more anointed or over-spiritual or, or something to point to yourself. Look how special and spiritual I am. No, that's not the point of spiritual gifts. The point of spiritual gifts is they point to God as the spiritual gift giver. And we receive spiritual gifts in order to share them with others. And the Bible says that spiritual gifts are given to us by the Spirit for the purpose of building others up and strengthening their faith. Spiritual gifts are not meant to puff up my ego, but they're meant to build others up and to strengthen their faith. So to be clear, a spiritual gift are, is, is a lot like a spiritual power. And some of us have heard it before, right, in a number of variations. With power comes responsibility. With great power comes great responsibility. I think that's in the Bible somewhere, right? Or actually, it's from a Spider-Man comic book, if uh, any of you have ever seen that. And some of you know that I'm a major comic book nerd and a Bible nerd as well, so sometimes I, I mix them up. But that's absolutely true. Where there is great power, there is great responsibility as well. And that's the same when it comes to our spiritual gifts as well. They're not just meant to be for me and mine, but they come with the sake of responsibility. So why do we need to strengthen the faith of others through our spiritual gifts? When we strengthen our sisters and our brothers, that is called edification. Edification is when we build others up with our own giftings, when we're not just takers, but we're contributing, we're building them up. The end goal of spiritual gifts is first to glorify God, and along with that, it is to edify, to bless the body of Christ. And we know that we all sometimes need edification because life is very lifey. We have to live life on life's terms, meaning there's a lot of ups and downs and a lot of challenges in between. And so as the body of Christ, we know that at times things go wrong. There are challenges, but we have each other. Even when we have struggles on the day-to-day, -day, we have each other to build one another up and to edify one another. Again, that's the purpose of spiritual gifts, to glorify God and to edify the body of Christ, the, pe the, the people of God. Now, just to be clear, spiritual gifts are not meant to, to really tear others down or to discourage someone else or to compare yourself with someone else or to gossip or to give in to religiosity. No, the purpose of receiving a spiritual gift is to give it away. 
to give it away to glorify God and to bless and edify the body of Christ. Again, each one of us, each one of you, is blessed to be a blessing. Not just blessed, period, for me and mine, but blessed to be a blessing. This doesn't mean that we won't benefit from our spiritual gifts. We will be blessed by our gifts, and it'll help us grow, and we'll be able to see others grow and see their lives transformed as well. But spiritual gifts are for the benefit of those who God places in our lives. Remember, every single person in your life is there for a reason. That either they would be of service to you or you would be of service to them. And sometimes the richest connections are when you can be of service to one another. To bless and edify and build each other up. Spiritual gifts are for that purpose. And to strengthen one another. To carry one another when we're too weak to carry ourselves. So it's amazing, just like the human body works in that beautiful way with all of its parts, so does the body of Christ, us, the family of God. We, as his people, we all have different functions, different gifts, different abilities. As the people of God, we are his followers. We're all created in his image, so that means we're all created with unique gifts. We can teach one another. We can show each other mercy. We can encourage one another. We can exhibit faith. We can lead, serve, shepherd, and so on. So I want you this morning, as you're thinking about your own gifting and your own calling, take time today or this week and ask God to help you discover what your spiritual gifts are. What's that unique ability that God has given you to be able to glorify God and build others up. So we've learned that spiritual gifts are given to all of us as followers of Jesus by the Holy Spirit in order to build others up. And the Bible actually lists many gifts throughout several passages in the New Testament. And it's in no particular order. They're not really in a hierarchy. Some are not more special than others necessarily. God uses it all for his purposes. But some examples of spiritual gifts that we read in the Bible, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, are the spiritual gift of prophecy. Now, prophecy is pointing to God's eternal truth here and now. But the Bible also points to the spiritual gift of service, of teaching, encouraging, giving, generosity, leading others, showing mercy, administration, that's also a spiritual gift from God, wisdom, knowledge, faith, miracles, healing, discernment, speaking in tongues, the interpretation of tongues, apostleship, evangelists, and pastors. Those are all just examples of different spiritual gifts that are in the scriptures. And we, we see that, you know, those are just some that are mentioned, but they, that doesn't necessarily mean it's all of them. The gifts that are listed in the Bible tend to be the ones that m most people commonly possess by believers, right? So many of these gifts are easy to understand. While some may take time to, you know, learn a little bit more about it. Some of them can be a little bit more complex. For example, some gifts are a bit more self-explanatory. The gift of teaching, right? Someone who has the gift of teaching 
teaches, teaches the word of God, the gift of giving. Someone that is generous gives of their resources to bless and serve others, encouraging and serving. All of those are pretty self-explanatory. And we're all called to do those things, but the one that has the spiritual gift of teaching or of giving or of serving others really feels God's pleasure and delights in going above and beyond in the area of their gifting. So yes, we can um, understand um, some of those more self-explanatory gifts, but there are other types of gifts too that are a little bit more complex, that need a little bit more prayer and discernment and learning as well. Um, for example, the gift of wisdom and discernment, right? Or the ability to speak or interpret tongues. That, that might mean need a bit more detail to be able to come to the Lord and, and really align yourself with the heart of God, with the Spirit of God, to make sure that that's all being used for the glory of God. Now, if you would like to talk a little bit more in detail about that, please let me know. I'd love to meet with you for coffee or, or one of our leaders or come here to the church when the office is open, and I'd love to just hear your heart or your questions about that and to share a bit more about my understanding of those spiritual gifts as well. But here's part of the bottom line when it comes to these gifts. God's gifts are never meant to confuse us. So it's wise for us to learn about all of these gifts, even if we only have one or two of them. We should be open to learning the different giftings that God has and has distributed amongst his people. So even though all of these gifts are pretty different from each other, they are all given by the same God, as it says in this passage, by the same spirit. Though there are many gifts, there is one gift giver. There is one who connects us all, even in the diversity of our gifts and of our experiences. We all have gifts, but again, one gift giver. Anyone who, and, and here's the truth. Anyone who ever claims to have all spiritual gifts is lying to you. <laughs> because no person has every single spiritual gift. There's the body of Christ. We all need each other. So... Anytime anyone wants to puff themselves up and pretend with you, because that's what they're doing, pretend like they have all spiritual gifts, just know this, they are lying to you. So run in the other direction. Run screaming in the other direction. Or actually, before you do that, give them a little slap behind the head and, and bring them back to reality. Blame me. Tell them your pastor told you to do it. Because that's the truth. Spiritual gifts also humble us. They remind us that we have limitations, that not everyone can do everything. No one can be all things to all people. God has given us specific gifts to be able to be interdependent with one another. So again, to think that one person would have every single spiritual gift is um, actually contrary to what the scripture says. Each of our gifts make um, uh, really um, bring together and are, are, are what bless the entire body of Christ. When we use them properly, when we align them with the heart and the mind of God, we can complement each other, bless and build each other up with our gifts. And that makes the body of Christ stronger. That makes the body of Christ more unified. 
when I really lean in and commit to the specific gifts that God has given me, rather than envying someone else's gifts or pretending like I have gifts that I really don't. There's something very incredible, very special, when we learn and grow in our specific God-given gifts. In order to make our contribution to glorify God and to bless others as well. So, we've learned a little bit about what spiritual gifts are and who gives them to us, but now then there's the, there's the next question, right? How do I know what my spiritual gifts are? And, um, you know, it's okay. Some of us here at Imago already know what that is. Some of us don't, but we're all learning together, and we can take that next step in faith this morning. Because part of the journey in growing as disciples is getting to identify what your spiritual gifts are. Now, it's not difficult because chances are that you may already know. There's been something in you your entire life that you know you didn't really cause on your own, but it is a gift from God. Consider asking yourself the following questions, and you can write some of these down in your phone, in your tablet, in your device, in your notebook, whatever you have, whether you're at home watching online or here in person, in, in really discerning some of your spiritual gifts. One is ask yourself, what is the Holy Spirit telling me? What is the Holy Spirit telling me about me that I know to be true? Second, what is something I enjoy doing that I genuinely delight in? Usually our spiritual gifts are also aligned with who God made us to be. So it's something you delight in doing. You feel God's pleasure in doing it. And then three, am I fulfilled when I do it? Our spiritual gifts are actually not forced. It's not something that will feel like God is really just pushing us up against the wall to do, but it's something we delight in doing and we love doing. And then four, this one's important. What do other people tell me that I'm gifted at? Because sometimes, right, we can wake up in the morning and say, oh, I have this gift of, of, uh, of, of whatever it may be. But really ask the people of God, what are some of my spiritual gifts? What have I been affirmed in? What have I been called in by others? And then finally, what have I done that has made a huge difference in someone's life? Has it been through your kindness, through your hospitality, through your voice, through your singing, through your teaching, through just your welcome, through your listening ear, through praying with them? Those, those are all spiritual gifts that God uses. So when you find your gifts, you may feel that it just comes a bit natural to you, a bit easy to you, and that's usually how a gift works. It's not based on your own talent. It's not based on your own skills. It's not based on your own charisma. But a gift from God is an ability that goes beyond you. It's a God-given gift. Again, a gift given in order to do what God has called you to do. You just do it naturally. So here are a few more thoughts to help you land on what your spiritual gifts are. And in this week, you can take time to pray, to discern, to cover it in prayer as well. So 
this can help you understand too. So if you're the kind of, if, if you are a person that is naturally kind, you say kind things to people regularly, nobody forces you to do that, but you love to affirm and be kind to people, then guess what? You have the gift of encouragement. You are an encourager. If you proclaim God's truth to everyone as much as possible and point to God's eternal truth, especially when it's difficult, especially when it's unpopular, then perhaps you have a prophetic gift. Again, here at Imago, the way we've talked about prophecy, it's not fortune-telling. Prophecy is declaring God's eternal truth here and now. Another example, if you are constantly giving to people in need, then guess what? You have the gift of generosity. You are a giver. If you learn something new and you can't wait to share it with someone else, you have the gift of teaching. You are a teacher. If you share Jesus and point to, G to Jesus with everyone you can, then praise the Lord, you have the gift of evangelism. You're an evangelist. As we live our lives for Christ, those are just some examples, but serving, administration, detail, logistics, all of that, all, all of those are spiritual gifts as well to bless those around us. Now, I want to just encourage us in something. If you don't know what your spiritual gifts are, please don't be embarrassed. In fact, don't be embarrassed to tell people that you're trying to find your gifts. Instead, ask for help. Remember, in the kingdom of God, asking for help is not a sign of weakness. Asking for help is a sign of strength for those in God's kingdoms. It's a sign of wisdom for those in the kingdom of God. Because those close to you may notice something in you that you don't. We all have blind spots, right? You may think that you have a particular spiritual gift, but someone close to you can maybe give you a reality check. Or you may disqualify yourself and think, no, I would never have that ability of serving, of teaching, of shepherding, or whatever it may be. But those around you, your community, can affirm you in that particular gift or in your call calling. Seeking godly wisdom and counsel from the people of God, that will help you gain clarity in your calling. It'll help you gain purpose in your spiritual gifts as well. But let's be clear about this. Knowing and having perfectly planned out what our spiritual gifts are, that's not necessary before we start using them. When you see someone whose faith is weak, or they seem to be struggling, guess what? You can offer them help. You don't have to just think, oh, do I have the spiritual gift of helping them or not? No, you can step in to that role. You can serve them and love them in that way. We can never let our lack of clarity on a spiritual gift or a lack of clarity on our life stage or season hold us back from, from serving others, from loving others as Christ loves them we can all continue to obey. We can all continue to move forward in faith. And in fact, all of us are called to do a number of common things together. The Bible tells us that we are all called to encourage one another. 
Yes, that is a spiritual gift for some that go above and beyond with it, but we're all called to be encouragers. And we're all called to show mercy. Luke 6.36 tells us, be merciful. It doesn't say, be merciful only if you have the spiritual gift. No, it says, be merciful just as your Father is merciful. We're all called to be generous. We're all called to share the gospel. And most importantly, we're all called to love. We're all called to love as Christ loves can't just think to ourselves, oh no, I can only, I'm going to withhold my love because I don't have the spiritual gift. No, you're called to do it. And here's the bottom line when it comes to the love of God and our spiritual gifts. Knowing what our spiritual gifts are, that's an amazing thing. We get to impact other people with this beautiful supernatural ability given to us by God's Spirit. We get to be the hands and feet of Jesus when we show up to the fullness of life with our gifts. We get to serve, we get to encourage, we get to teach, we get to bless our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. But here's the bottom line. And the next chapter of 1 Corinthians talks about this. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about spiritual gifts and 1 Corinthians 13 talks about the point of spiritual gifts. And 1 Corinthians 13 says, but if it is all nothing, if we don't have love. If you do not do it in the love of God, in the love of Christ, the spiritual gifts mean nothing. They're just actually, what does 1 Corinthians 13 say? It's just like a loud gong, a loud noise. It's just making a bunch of noise, but if it's not done in the spirit of love, then it is nothing. So that's part of the invitation today that we would align ourselves, our gifts, with the heart, with the love of God. A love for God and a love for others, that must be the drive and the motivation behind our spiritual gifts and using them. Possessing a spiritual gift from God, and this is a really important point, and I've shared this with some of you before, but possessing a spiritual gift from God does not mean that we are mature believers, necessarily. Again, if it's not done in love, then it's not done for edification. But let's just be clear about that. Possessing a spiritual gift from God does not mean that we are mature believers. The mark of spiritual maturity is how well we are walking in the fruit of the Spirit. Let's be clear about this. Gifts are not the same as fruit. I've shared this with some of you before here at Imago during our Bible studies. But remember this, there are different types of trees. There are living trees, and living trees bear fruit. But then every single year, right, there are also Christmas trees or celebration trees. Now a Christmas tree is beautiful. A Christmas tree is shiny. It has a bunch of lights. It has all kinds of gifts around it. But guess what? You and I know this. As beautiful as they are, they are only meant for display. And then we put them away. That Christmas tree, that decorative tree with all the gifts, it will never bear fruit because it is not connected to the vine. 
It is not connected to the roots that give the tree life. But a living tree, a tree that is connected to the vine, that is connected to the roots, that is connected to Jesus, that tree will bear fruit. Now, it may not be as shiny, it may not be as pretty, it may take a very long time to grow, but it will eventually bear eternal fruit. And I want to be clear about this at Imago. We love spiritual gifts, but they have their proper place. Here at Imago, we seek fruit and maturity above shiny gifts. Gifts are meant for the sake of of glorifying God and edifying the body of Christ. You know, oftentimes, and I, I've heard this a lot in different places, in different contexts, and you kind of hear it a lot in the Central Valley, to be honest. The question is, how much of the Holy Spirit do you have, or how much of the Holy Spirit is in that place, or in that, or whatever it may be? Well, the real question is not how much of the Holy Spirit I have, but the real question is, how much does the Holy Spirit have me? The question is not just how much of the Holy Spirit do we have as a community, but how much does the Holy Spirit have us? Meaning, how much of our lives is surrendered and yielding to the Holy Spirit? Do we allow the Spirit of God to rule us instead of trying to rule ourselves and others or manipulate others with different types of gifts? Remember, the real question is not just how much do you have the Holy Spirit, but it's how much does the Holy Spirit have you? Learning about spiritual gifts and how to use them to impact people, that's a lifelong journey. None of us is perfect at it. You know, and there's going to be some times when it feels natural and good, other times when it feels a little bit unclear, but you know what? Just trust God in that. Trust God in those moments when you may not feel as secure in your gifts, but you still feel that nudging in the spirit to, to serve that person, to love that person, to use your gifts to, to bless them. Remember that God is at work in our weakness. It's in our weakness, in our insecurity, that the Lord is strong. So keep holding on to him. The Holy Spirit is the giver of all spiritual gifts. And we, actually, we get to mature through spiritual gifts when we abide in Christ and when we taste like and when we align ourselves with the fruits of the Spirit. So if you hear anything today, I really just want you to hear this. Friend, brother, sister, you are gifted. You are called by God. You are blessed to be a blessing. God invites you to glorify Him and to bless the, His people, to bless His family with the gifts that He has given you. And remember, in our weakness, He is strong. And He can use it all for his glory, for his purposes. Let's go ahead and take some time to pray.
Lord, we thank you because you alone are the gift giver. We're not in control, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that your greater goal is fruit, eternal fruit. And Lord, that is our prayer today, God, that you would bear great fruit in and through us, Lord. And God, forgive us sometimes when we've wanted to maybe hide away or run away from the gifts in our lives, Lord. Forgive us, Lord, when we want to use the gifts that you've given to us for our own purposes, Lord, rather than for your glorification or for the edification of our sisters and brothers, Lord. Lord, we love you and we thank you, God, because the good work that you began in us, Lord, you are not done yet. You are not done with any of us, Lord God. You will bring that work into completion in the day of Christ Jesus, as it says in the book of Philippians, chapter 1. So, Lord God, right now, this is a prayer of surrender. This is a prayer of yielding to you and looking to you, Lord. Help us, Lord, in our weakness. Would you show up in your strength? Help us, Lord God, to believe even in our times of doubt and of unbelief. Teach us your ways, God. You remind us that your ways are not our ways, Lord, for your ways are higher than ours. So, Lord, we believe in you, and today we want to yield our gifts to you for your purposes, Lord. For all of us that are seeking and searching what that may be, Lord, would you guide us in that, Lord? And may we be reminded that you are gentle, Lord. You are not in some kind of rush. You are not anxious. You are not worried about our own calling, our own purpose, because the truth is we have that primary calling and purpose, which is to worship you, God, in spirit and in truth. Lord, help us to use every aspect of our lives be able to align ourselves with your heart, with your mind, and with your purpose. And you call us, Lord, you call us to yourself to draw near to you. And I pray this morning, some of us, Lord, whether watching online or here in person, Lord, would be able to take that next step of drawing near to you, Jesus. You are the vine, we are the branches. Apart from you, we can do nothing, Lord. So help us, Lord. Teach us by your Holy Spirit to abide in you. It's in the faithful name of Jesus Christ, O Lord, that we pray. Amen.